You are listening to Trophy Horse with your hosts, Tricky Mick, Alex, I Yield to No One, Steve, and Sid. Everybody and welcome to Trophy Wars. This is episode 539. I'm your host, Tricky Mick. Alongside with me, the man, the myth, the legend. It's Alex. Cowbunga Tricky Mick. And you know, Cowbunga even even if you're not a Turtles fan, you're still you're still cool in my book. I'm I am a Turtles fan. I'm just not a diehard like you are. And I I don't know. I know you're not on Twitch, but uh, I've updated yours and Yield's cover images because you guys don't use cameras. Uh, I've updated yours to be the Cowbunga Collection. Well, I saw I saw earlier that you had the well my my trophy card from PSN Profiles had the Cowabunga collection on there, and then mine was still Shredder's Revenge, which I'm fine with. Double the turtles, double your fun. I'm all about that. Yes, uh, he brings the awesome. It's I yield to no one. What's going on? You know, okay, he, I, can I bring this up? This is just kind of something that you know. Can, can, can I get through the introductions first? But it's it's tied to the introductions. Okay, I'll go ahead. Hold on. Gareth, sir, do you, do you mind if I get into this before we formally introduce you? Oh, sure. Yeah, go for it. Such a, such, Gareth is a, a good, kind-hearted fellow. I always appreciate Gareth. He's so polite. My thing is, so you do these little grandiose introductions for me and Yield. So Yield brings the awesome, but by yes. default, does that mean I don't bring the awesome? And if I'm a myth and a legend, does that mean Yield's not a myth and a legend? Like, what, like, really what, like what's going on, on here? Are we, we giving out backhanded compliments? Well, I, you know, I, I try to come up with unique ways to introduce you guys. And, I mean, I'm stuck on what I've been doing, granted. Um, but I, I just want to point out there that Yield is, is very much, not so much a myth, but definitely a legend when it comes to, to trophy hunting. I would say, wouldn't you say Yield? Yeah, I've carved out my own little niche. And, and no way is it like an insult by subtraction. I mean, just because I say you're the man, the myth, of the legend doesn't mean Yield's not. And just because I say Yield brings you awesome doesn't mean you don't. I mean, we, we've had awesome uh, being brought by every single guest we've had on the show, which is guest this week is Gareth, our Rocket League buddy on Thursdays. Hello. Yeah, that is some question to come into on 1 minute 30 of the show. So uh, nice one, Alex. Yeah, it's, it's a little deep. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, we talk about trophies and video games so much. You got to get to the deep stuff too. We gotta, we gotta cut down into the bone on some subjects and get get a little deep. Yeah, we got we uh, me and Homer got a little deep in our text message thread today. Uh, yeah, I saw that there was sixty something unread messages. And I'm like, man. Well, first it started with a discussion on Star Wars. That was probably yesterday, I believe, and then it goes into, of course, The Last of Us and and the remake and everything. So you guys are discussing all the hot topics. I mean. As I, you know, I didn't say this to Homer, but, you know, you could either agree with me or be wrong. It's merely his choice. I mean, I'm pretty sure he doesn't see it that way, but, and I think the text messages bear that out. Well, I, I know that. And listen, as much as I love and respect Homer, he's just got a bad take on this one. And I think a good majority of the people in the world 
would not agree with him, but you know, to each their own. He has his own opinion. Look, yeah, well, I mean, look, wrong if, in this case. If you think, look, if you think the remake is cool and you want to buy it and you spend seventy dollars on it, you spend know that's $70 great. Dollars on it. That's great, and you're not wrong. If you think it's too much and you don't want to buy it, then that's great, and you're not wrong. And you're right too. You're both right on on both accounts. So right, but th- this wasn't a debate on the remake or the remaster. This was a debate on the actual game. And I think it's fair to say, I mean, as I said in the chat, no matter how you feel about the game, like, if you don't like it, I respect that opinion. I honestly, truly do. But you you cannot just hate on the game now just because there's a PlayStation 5 version of it. Yes, you can. If you... Say that again? Yes, you can. No, it, no, you essentially, can. If what you, if you was like saying... The, hold on, let me finish, please. Go ahead. If you liked the game in 2013... Yes. When it came out on the PS3. Yes. That has no bearing on the game now. It's still a good game. It you you could argue and say that it didn't hold up over time. I'm I'm fair to say that's a good you know that's a compelling argument. But if you liked the game in 2013, you can now not turn around and say just because it has a PlayStation 4 and a PlayStation 5 version that it's now a bad game because the game story did not change. It's just the same story, the same reason why everybody liked to get, loved the game back then. Just because it has a PlayStation 5 version that you guys think is a cash grab or whatever does not change the fact that it's a good game. Well, I did, it didn't say that it changed the fact that it's a good game. I did say you could hate on it. Well, so we're not, we, we won't open this can of worms again oh. because I'm sure everyone listening is groaning. But <laughs> Homer's point was essentially that he didn't think that the story in The Last of Us was as good as everyone has made it out to be, kind of like when I brought up Amy Hennig a few weeks ago or last week, and I said that I don't want to hear so much about Amy Hennig until she does something else in all these years since she worked on Uncharted. So he just felt it was a little overblown, and Tricky disagreed. So, you know, Homer Um, doesn't buy into the hype as much as Tricky Mick does. Some comments from the chat. uh, Nitro says, bad take. I don't know if I'd say that, but whatever. And then Matt G also says, I think the question is whether or not it, it was needed. That's a fair argument. Mm. I, I don't I don't shy away from that argument. Well, then we're getting Matt. to the argument of is any video game needed? And no. Right. So I don't I don't want to go down that path. Gareth, um, I don't know if we actually like through Facebook or whatever. Gotten a, uh, how do you feel about the part one being released for the PlayStation 5? I mean, I've got no issue with it. Um, per se, um, but it doesn't mean that I'm going to go out and certainly buy it. I think it's sixty-five pounds over here. I love The Last of Us. Played it on PS3 and PS4, um, and I, I'm, I wouldn't mind playing it again. But I'm more than happy to wait for it to come onto um, a sale or or onto PS Plus, which it, it will inevitably do so at some point. You kind of think though. I mean, the whole the whole point of the remake is, in hindsight, I know it wouldn't have happened now, but it's if they could have avoided doing the PS4 remaster and then having gone from PS3 to PS5, I don't think there would be any argument for you know that that is going on at the moment for it, um, you know, because obviously enough time would have passed. What was it, 2013? Nine years would have passed. I don't think there would have been any argument for having a remake at that point. It's just the fact that there was that middle one, the PS4, two years after the original release and now a third one which obviously is unprecedented and th- well this is actually maybe in the time period gareth 
because uh, it certainly happened in a much because like 2013 I think was when the first one game came out so yeah. going less than 10 years Shadow of the Colossus came out on the PS2 remaster on the PS3 and then a remake on the PS4 um, and you didn't see that game get nearly as much hate as or it, it didn't cause nearly as much of a um a blow up as, as this game has. Maybe that's because it was, you know, we hadn't had so many instances like this with so many remakes and Sony's definitely ramping it up a lot now. Uh, you know, Naughty Dog did this remake where you had Blue Point doing the Shadow of the Colossus remake. It's, so you've got a different studio not taken away from the resources of the original studio. And it was like, what, 13 years in between the two, in between the PS2 version and the PS4 version. So a little different, but still the same trajectory. Yeah, and and I, mean, and I think it's fair to say that the reason Shadow of the Colossus didn't get as much hate because is it's the best one, game ever, ever made. Shadow of the Colossus wasn't uh, a full price game when the remaster came out, and the fact that uh, I just lost my train of thought. Um. Oh, now 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 that we're in somewhat, you know, we're coming out of the pandemic and everybody was out of work and whatnot, asking people to pay seventy dollars for what a lot of people feel is just another remaster, not an, a full remake, you know, that's going to cause controversy. And then on top of that, Sony's uh, turned around and saying that they're not going to, uh, uh, they're raising the prices of the PS5. And on top of that, people that bought the collector's edition for The Last of Us apparently are showing up damage to people's homes and people are calling to get, you know, replacements. And Sony's saying, we're not, re we're not replacing it because we don't have any more. And they're, all they're doing is offering a twenty percent uh, twenty percent discount on your next purchase on the PSN store. So, it, well, I mean, you you're, you're laughing, but I I happen to agree with you on this. Like, this is just bad take after bad take after bad take after bad take. And okay, well, know, there's no defending yeah, Sony at this point. Just because they're damaged doesn't mean it's Sony's fault. Sony well, can't. Yeah. I mean, they could have been damaged in transit, and if there's no more made but, so he can't just ship you another one like well they're they were damaged in transport because they just basically put them in manila envelopes and didn't like put any you know uh packaging foam or anything like a box or anything like that because all it is is uh the the you know it's i don't know what it's actually called it's not it's not a collector's edition like you don't get a statue with it it's just you know like a, a steel bookcase and stuff like i'm sorry what i i said i, was talking. I said a special edition Right, I mean, saying it's basically like you're getting a steel bookcase and you know some pre-order bonuses and stuff like that. That it's, but they basically just shipped them in Manila envelopes that were going to get you know almost guaranteed to get damaged in transit. And the fact that Sony doesn't have any more because they made this in such limited quantity, people calling up saying I want a replacement, but they don't have anything to replace it with. So. <coughs> I was laughing might, at, the, might have given at Sony only saying, well, we'll give you... I mean, they don't have to do anything. But we're, we're going to give you a 20% off your next PlayStation Store purchase. That's what right. I was chuckling. No, I, I, like, I, I agree. Like, that's, a, that's a bad thing to say. And, like, if, if, I think if you, if you can't replace it... You know, and this is not just Sony. I'm saying if, if you buy a product and you are physically unable to replace it... Then I think there should be not a full refund, but a partial refund because you still got it. It's just a little damaged. It's like yeah, and and I've seen people, you know, their arguments were, well, people buy you know collector's edition because they want them in pristine condition. My Horizon Forbidden West special edition came and the statue, you know, it. I don't know yield. I don't know if you had any problems with it. Yours was Booker, wasn't it? My yeah, like I, I can't confirm 
or deny that it's broken, but there's certain pieces I cannot connect. And I don't know if that's because I'm not, you know, I'm not willing to put the strength into it to snap it on. But it feels like if I push any harder, I'm going to break it. I, oh, I you're not that you strong, what, that, Tricky. That thing, that thing was, there was a couple, two or three pieces that I was like, you re- really had to push. But at the same time, trying to be careful because you didn't want to, like, right push it through to get it to pop in. That I was getting pretty frustrated when I assembled mine. All right, get, getting back to the topic of the hand, uh, Toop says in the chat, fair opinion if Homer didn't like it with the story when he first played it. And then he also says, Garrett is wise because it ain't worth that price point. So. Uh, I mean, listen, it, it is what it is. I mean, I'm, I know how you, you guys all know because I've been saying this since I played it in 2013. The Last of Us to me is the greatest game ever made. It's my favorite game of all time. I will die on that hill until something beats it. And God of War 2018 came close to beating it. It didn't. But that is my opinion. If you don't like the game, you don't like the game. But I am absolutely fucking sick and tired of people saying The Last of Us is a shit game when I know they liked it before, but now it's a shit game just because Sony made a PlayStation 5 version of it and it's charging $70 for it. If you don't, if you don't agree with that, I get that. But don't tell me it's a shit game just because of that. When if the game came out for thirty dollars or forty dollars, you'd be all over it, you know, and loving it. That's just my my two cents. I, I haven't really heard that opinion, not by many, that it they consider it a poor game as such. That isn't the main reason that I feel that the hate it is for it. Um, obviously, it's for the. Is the is the remake necessary? More than it's a it's a poor story. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. It's it's one of my all time favorites. Um, I just can't justify the cost again for a third time at that amount at, at the moment. So I'm happy to Matt wait. G, Matt G says in the, in the chat, "I'm sick of tired of people saying Breath of the Wild isn't a Zelda game." <laughs> gotcha. Fair enough, Matt. Fair enough. All right, let's get into an updated show of accounts. I am level 683, total trophies of 16,786 with 372 Platinums. Hopefully, going to have my next Platinum soon. Alex? I am level 461 with a total trophy count of 8080. That's 8,080 total trophies with a Platinum count of 127 in 126 games. And Don't we that watch it for a second? Is about to go up. Yield. Four seventy nine is my level. With a trophy count of eight seven four four. Oh shit. One hundred and fifty six is my platinum count. God damn. I know, right? And I am working on a couple of platinums. May not hit them next week, but here shortly. Sid is level 683 with total trophies of 15,461 with 420 Platinums. That mofo got another 18 this week. <laughs> He's stomping you in a mud hole and walking out dry. Yeah, you're stone, you know he's stone Cold Steve Austin and you're Mr. McMahon. He's just whipping you like a dog. Listen, no, I should say t- that because I don't like when people treat dogs like shit. No, so. he's actually, you, you, know, you could say he's whipping him like a government mule. Yeah, like JR, good old JR would say, whipping him like a government mule. I, I'm going to say this right now. 
because I know how Sid is doing this. Sid, if you don't come out and tell the people how you're getting so many platinums so quickly, I swear I'm going to tell everybody. He's probably porting over his safe. No, I, I he's doing it legit. Like, he's not cheating. He's legit playing these games. He's not, you know, borking any saves or, you know, doing anything funny. But I know how he's doing it. And... Well, then good. Just, You'll be able to catch him in no time after ne- when next year starts. Oh, absolutely. I'm going to pass him on the first day it, because... It my, cannot be any worse or any more egregious than anything you've done, Tricky. Oh, by the, the way, worst. Tricky sent me a picture of his folders of the games that he's bought that he plans to play. And there's a folder called OK to Play, which is his folder. That's his way of reminding himself, hey, you have to play legit games all year this year. <laughs> so, like, that's, that, the, no, that's, that's, that's safe, not safe space there. That's not what that is. That's saying that I can go into that folder and play any game. Uh, Yield, I'm going to send you the same picture. Wait, what? How is that different from what I said? It's you can go in there and play any game Mm -hmm. because this year you're restricted to certain games. Yeah, that's what Alex said. He said it differently. Then maybe I just misheard you. Hey, y'all New Yorkers need to open up your ears and shut your mouth sometimes. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) All right, so Yield, as... uh, as Gareth is going on his trophies, check your phone and check that picture. Gareth, what are your trophies, sir? So, yeah, I'm bringing up the rear, but closing it in on Alex. I'm level 457 with a total trophy count of 7126 and a plat count of 121. Hey, you know right, what? So Gareth- if you pass me, sir, that's, you're you're a respectable player, so I don't mind that. Although I am, I said that number was, my number is going to change. I'm actually working on two platinum trophies right now. So one's near and one's kind of halfway through. So, um, you're playing near? Huh? You're playing near? Near? No, I'm not playing near. I'm close to. I'm close to two. I'm, I'm approaching two new platinums. You said near. All right. Uh, Gareth, near I... is also another. It's another word. It's not just N I E R. The game. It's also. <laughs> I, I okay. In proximity. You, kill, you are absolutely killing the freaking joke, Gareth. I uh, some jokes deserve so, to be killed, Tricky Nick. So so uh, we can give you a little bit more time to check the picture. Uh, I don't think. Okay, uh, well, then I'm going to still ask my question. Okay, ask your uh, question. Gareth, I, I think we've asked this before, but do you have any shameful Platinums? Yeah, we've done it before, haven't we? We've, um, I've got, what's the um, Midnight one, Birthday of Midnight and stuff like that. Okay. Which are okay, aren't they? I haven't got any Mayo or anything like that, um, but there are a couple of. In fact, I did do a pretty shocking one or not that long ago but it 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 only took me about 20 minutes to do the to do the plat i didn't realize that at the time i, I bought it because i like the space invaders game i can't think what it was called now it was space no space intervention or something like that yeah i saw that yeah so that was that's a quick easy one but i wasn't expecting it to be as quick and easy but um i mean space invaders i, I just enjoy that type of game anyway so uh but yeah but that was my phone, only one this year Not only one this year i i have no shameful platinums this year no this no. year not no. through choice though not <laughs> uh all right so you'll you saw the picture what are your thoughts on the picture well i mean that's one way to do it you see you see the number of games i have stacked up no i didn't look at the number i was just looking at your titles for your for your stuff all right. Uh, now, bear in mind, I'm going to, you know, I might put this picture in the Facebook group just so everybody knows. But bear in mind, this is not including any PlayStation 5 versions of this game, of any of these games. 
in my AU games folder, I have 20 games. In my EU games folder, I have 64 games, which is actually closer to 90 right now. Uh, my JP games, I have 15 games. And my US games is 199 items. So, January 1st is going to... I'm not, probably not going to exist, and I'm probably going to have to take a couple days off after that, but it is what it is. And I also have the PlayStation 5 versions of games, so... Uh, Sid's not going to get too far ahead of me that I can't catch him. He's got access to all the same games you do, sir, so... Oh, yes, he does. He certainly does. All right, so we're not going to step on that anymore. We're going to start with what we're playing, and... Um, I'm going to start it off this week just because of the fact that, uh... He hasn't been playing I want, anything. No, I, I want a little recognition from, uh, my fellow whores here. We'll, we'll earn that shit. Yeah. Um, I have been playing The Last of Us, obviously. Obviously. I've been playing It Takes Two. Played a little Fall Guys. And I finally finished Alan Wake. Congratulations platinum. for finishing a good game. It no. is not a good game. I'll go for the platinum. That's you certainly... I... Well, okay. Tricky, you and I are going to have to... Just, okay. We're going to have to talk about this off-stream because I don't want to spoil it for anybody. But I, that ending absolutely makes no flipping sense whatsoever. Yeah, it does. No, it doesn't. It does. Oh, here it we do go. It does not make sense at all. And I will die on that hill. Well, then you'll have to die on the hill, but it's it, it it's not... Alex calling in the nuke. Well, here, first of all, Tricky, did the... Because you asked me if the... Um, your theory was that it was all a dream and he was just going to wake up from it, which is not the ending. So clearly, you did not see the ending coming. No, but... I, I, Tricky, I wanna, Tricky I you've seen too many movies and television shows. Uh, so comments from the chat... Uh, dupes is saying uh, Tricky goes crazy for for hate on The Last of Us, but hates Alan Wake. Walk in contradiction. Uh, Matt says Tricky wants to die on a lot of hill, different hills, and then Rick says that's because Tricky is known as what is a, as a hypocrite. <laughs> a lot of Tricky hate this week. I, I mean, you're gonna sit here and call Alan Wake. You say it's not a good game, which I don't know how objectively you can say that. You can say. I'm not out of here saying Metal Gear Solid is a terrible game. I don't want to play Metal Gear Solid, but I recognize that other people do, and it's a good quality game. I just don't want to play it because of the gameplay, but I'm not out here saying Metal Gear Solid's a crap game. Right, but you haven't played Metal Gear all the way through. so you I try, See, I tried to play Metal Gear Solid because you sent me your copy, and it froze halfway through, and I'm like, well, I'm not. Do what do you want me to do? Like, the first disc was borked. Okay, but see, I'm being I'm being called a hypocrite right now because I like The Last of Us, but I don't like Alan Wake. Why aren't you being called a hypocrite right now for saying that you don't like Metal Gear Solid? He didn't say he didn't like it. He said he didn't want to play it. That is a no, no, I, I don't like it. I'm just saying it's not a bad game. I don't like Metal Gear Solid. I tried oh, to play okay. the first. I got halfway through the first game. Didn't like two. Didn't like three. So I, I just wasn't going to play him anymore. But I don't know how not liking a certain game like you're 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 saying that alan wake is actively a bad game i, I in my opinion but see that that's the difference is i'm not oh. saying the metal gear solid's a bad game i'm saying i don't like it there's a difference right. between what you and i are saying 
Right, but in my argument to you is that the difference is I can say that Alan Wake is a bad game because I've played through it. You can't say Metal Gear is not a bad is a bad game because you haven't played through it. That's my argument. I have, now, but now, hold on. Now, how can how can you say Alan Wake is a bad game, but then other people can't say, in their opinion, The Last of Us is a bad game? If if they play through The Last of Us and they don't like it and they want to say it's a bad game, I respect that opinion. But you, the the argument from Homer earlier, uh, and you know, just so we can, you know, I don't want to misquote him. Hold on. Uh, do, do, do. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna need a second to get find this. Uh, okay, he says if you like cliched zombie tropes of a third person PS, which I don't know what that means, and an uninspired story, then yeah, it it really isn't as great as you say. Okay, but if you if he's played through the game. And he legit doesn't like it. Okay, fine. You don't like it. I respect that opinion. But, you know, and somebody in our chat right now who's admittedly said he's never played through the game. And even said in our text chat he hasn't played it so he doesn't have a, a dog in a fight. And, you know, his opinion really doesn't matter. But for the longest time, Nitro was trolling me about The Last of Us. And The Last of Us 2 and how it was a bad game. Now, I know he was trolling. And I knew he didn't actually play through the game so it never really bothered me. So, all I'm saying about The Last of Us, when it comes down to it, if you don't like it, you don't like it. I respect that opinion. But don't tell me uh, something's a bad game or a bad story if you haven't played through it. Because then you have no argument. When it comes to Alan Wake, and granted, I will fully admit, because Alex, you brought this up, the controls are very dated. It It, it is a, you know, a game for, I don't know when Alan Wake for, originally came out. I mean, it's been 10 years ago, more than 10 years. Okay. I personally do not like Alan Wake. I played through it. Don't like it. I don't understand the story. Like, I understand what happened, but I don't get the ending at all. Like, that to me doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And, you know, and I think uh, I was talking to Rick, maybe, on on, uh, Facebook Messenger. And he was explaining to me, or it might have been Mark. Somebody, I, I don't remember who I was talking to, um, but they tried explaining to me, and I'm like, I don't get it. Like that to me doesn't make sense. Um, Dupes wants to know, uh, and I guess this is directed at me, but I'll I'll direct it to you guys as well. What about someone who just watched the story on YouTube or watched someone stream it? At that point, I, I guess he's asking, can at that point does uh somebody have a valid opinion of the game? Gareth, we'll, go, we'll start with you. If somebody just watched somebody else play it on YouTube or on live stream, can they at that point say it is a bad game? I think they can obviously have got more of a say um, with a bit more validity behind them behind it. Um, however, I think playing a game is very different to watching it. Obviously, you know, in terms of how immersive it will, you can be and you know, how much you can get into it. The atmosphere all plays a part into your experience of that game um, and that is a contributing factor um, when determining I think you know whether if it makes a good game or not you know whether, whether you enjoy it whether you don't enjoy it um, but yeah I mean I think you can form you can certainly form an opinion on the story whether that's any good or not because obviously it's no different to watching um, a movie or TV show in, in that regard um, so yeah I, th- I th- 
I would say it does carry carry some weight, though not as much as if someone had played through it. All right, yield. Uh you would. I would say you would have a, a you would have an opinion on the story. Because the gameplay could be good, but you could hate the story, you know? So I would say you would have a good opinion on the story. All right, Alex? Yeah, no, I agree with that. Like, you you, you see the story like you're watching a movie. Like, you know, you're not playing Uncharted, but you're watching Uncharted. And that gives you, you know, a much better idea. Like, you've seen the narrative. You've met the characters. You have gone through everything with them. Uh, gameplay's a little different because there's games like Returnal where I think that having the control in your hand and feeling how good the controls are impacts your opinion of the game and how good, like you, how you score the game because it's just that good. It's that integral integral uh, of a part of the video game is the controls and just having the, the control in your hand and moving Celine and, and, you know, and shooting and everything. So that's central to the gameplay so that, you know, that's an instance where you would need to have the control in your hand and playing through the game is a lot different than watching it. Like Gareth said. So yeah, I agree with both. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, I think if you watch the story on, you know, somebody played or, you know, somebody watch it on YouTube, <coughs> I think that adds to the legitimacy of your opinion. But I, ultimately, I think before you call a game bad, you have to play it. You have to control it. You have to see whether or not it works. So I hope that answers your question, dupes. All right. Uh, let's get into more of what we're playing uh, Alex, what have you been playing, sir, besides the Cowabunga collection? Because you've already said that. I said Cowabunga. I don't know if I said I've been playing the Cowabunga collection. But yes. Yes. Um, you, you, play... you did when you when I was talking about your cover art. Well, yeah, I mentioned the Cowabunga collection and the um, Shredder's Revenge. Doubling my dose of turtle. Double dipping on the turtles this year, which has been really, really great. Uh, played some Rocket League with Nitro and Riley last night been playing some it takes two with ashley and you know i know we talked about how that the some people thought that last year's like they looked at the game award game of the year award nominees and they thought it was a really weak year in games and i will say it takes two after playing it for a little while now would be a top tier game in any year i don't care what the year is it's a really really good game and it it absolutely deserved to win and it's just a fun game like, you know, right now we're going through the daughter's room and there's bounce castles and we've got little fidget spinners that we're using kind of as surfboards. And, you know, there's um, there's a lot there's like ball pits and stuff like that. Water waterfalls of ball pit balls. And it's just a really imaginative, awesome, cute, fun, cooperative game. Uh, very refreshing as far as, you know, because you think about like games you can play with your spouse if your spouse isn't necessarily like a gamer and Everyone always like, well, Lego games, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, this is a perfect example of a game that is a lot of fun to play. And it's, you know, it's not super hard to get. There's not a lot of controls to it. So it's not in-depth. And, you know, everyone can kind of get into the story. So I've really been enjoying It Takes Two. And the other, and, and Calum oh, Collection. Sorry, just to, just to stop you there. Is that, because obviously It Takes Two in, does interest me. But from a local co-op perspective, is I don't. there's no one really in my household that, I would be able to play with. Does it um, have an online cooperative yes, mode? Yes, it does. It does, is it? Right. Yes. And actually, the good thing about it, I'm sorry, uh, Alex, to cut you off. But, there, but there's the no matchmaking, thing, right? No, no. But the, but the good thing is, is like, Garrett, if you say you didn't own the game, yeah, you could download what's called a friend pass and play the game with me. 
and you don't need to actually own the game. They did that with A Way Out as well. The only bad thing about that is if you don't own the game and you're playing co-op with me, you don't get any of the trophies. Yeah, that would be a deal breaker for me on that one. <laughs> yeah, lo- locally, because Ashley bought the game, and now we're both playing it locally, obviously, and I'm getting trophies along with her. So if you're playing locally, you yeah. both get trophies. But yeah, the online it, thing... Um, if it, you it, both own the game, then I presume you both get trophies. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, in the case like me and Sweet Mama D, I mean, she doesn't own the game, but we're playing on the same console, so yes. Yeah. Like, because, uh, you know, as, as long as the... Uh, I, I don't want to say this for certain because I'm not 100% sure of this, but I think as long as the console you're playing on uh, is the owner's primary console, then I think everybody else gets the trophies. Right. But in the case, like, like if you didn't own the game and I just you downloaded the front pass and me and you were playing through it, you would not get any of the trophies. Only I would. Okay. Gotcha. I'm sorry, Alice. I cut you off. Well, no, no. I mean, Gareth had a question. So, I, Gareth, I would if you can find someone to play with, um, I definitely would recommend playing it takes two because it is i mean you and your wife any chance your wife would sit down and play with you you know if you just kind of showed her the game yeah unlikely i would have to say um yeah i can't remember i don't think she's ever picked up a controller other than to maybe put disney plus on for the kids or something so yeah she's not not into not into gaming Mm. fair enough fair enough but anyone who's been on the fence of that game and and you know you have someone to play with absolutely go ahead it's it's really good the Calvin Collection is far better than I thought when I first cracked it open. Of course, you have the 13 games, some of which hold up, some of which don't. But overall, as, far as like a preservation of video games and like work from previously in the industry, because a lot of these games you probably couldn't get any anywhere else right now unless you know you had like an emulator or something like that. And some of these games that kind of would have been lost to time otherwise, like they're all like they're all packed in there. Konami and Digital Eclipse did a fantastic job with this. You go to like the Turtles Lair, which is essentially like the kind of memorabilia part of the uh, of the menu. You know they've got screen captures from every, like every season of the Ninja Turtles cartoon. Not every screen capture, but just screen captures from the show. They've got strategy guides. You know, promo material, magazine articles. They've got all the box art digitized, U.S. and Japan as well, uh, U.S. and Japan, uh, and they've got all the the box art digitized front and back in there that you can look at all the box arts. They have the the video game manuals, digitized video game manuals from the SNES and NES days. Like all of those are in there. So like the amount of stuff they pumped in there is fantastic. Because I was show I was streaming it on Friday, and Dupes was watching. And we, we were just kind of going through the the Turtles Lair, and it was just incredible how much stuff they put in there. Because Dupes was like, do they have the Japanese box art in there? And sure enough, you go in there and Japanese box art. Um, but the games themselves, like, you know, there's stuff like the Tournament Fighters. They're not great games. They're really hard. And I had the Genesis. Right. I, I, I got to cut you off now. Yeah. Because... I, I'm I'm putting you I'm I'm putting you over the hot coals and I'm gonna let yield Garrett and the chat. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I know what you're gonna a, bring make up. Make a decision. So let me no. Here's the thing. I know what oh, you're gonna bring up. Uh, so so you want to defend yourself before I even accuse you? No, I'm not gonna defend myself. I will explain my actions. So okay. Here Go here ahead. let me let me explain this. So you know these this game this collection for every game they have different enhancements for every single game. Some of them it's like hey um you know. 
improves like the screen the performance of the games like it takes away the flickering and stuff like that some games like the fighting games you can uh turn an option to play as the boss characters like say rat king for the snes version of tournament fighters they've also got god mode uh ultra hard mode i don't that's not what it's called but they have more difficulty modes under there they have infinite live and extra life options under there so they've got a lot of different options that's different for every single game there's also a feature called watch where you can press triangle, or not not triangle, you can press square on the DualSense and from the main menu, or the menu to select the games, and it'll take you to that game, and it'll basically, you watch the game play, someone is playing for you, and at any point you want to pick it up, you can press square, and you're in the game, and you're playing. So you can basically zip all the way to find a boss, press square, and play. So like with the original Turtles game, there was that segment with the dam, with the the mines that everyone had trouble getting with, or diffusing the bombs that everyone had trouble with as kids, you can completely skip that and pick up the game after that and go on from there. Now, you cannot do that and go to the very end. You can't skip to the end, beat the game, and then get a trophy for it. What you can do is watch the game, go all the way to the end, create a save file because you can create one save file for every single game, and you can overwrite that so as you go... Uh, through the progress of the games, you can create save states to, uh, you know, obviously, which is a godsend for people who couldn't beat these games on the Game Boy or the game or the NES back in the day. Another great feature. But you create a save state, you exit out, go back to the main menu, select the game, load up your save file, and you finish the final boss or whatever, and you get the trophy. So it's one little extra step, but it's a workaround for um, just watching the game play and then picking up from there and then beating the game. So you have to create a save state and quit the game and reload it and you get the trophy, whether you played through the entire game or not. What Tricky is referencing is that I was playing Turtles 2, the arcade game for the NES, on stream, and it got to a point where it was just super hard. Um, and I got to Shogun's, all the way to Shogun's level, which is like level 8 or something like that, um, And right before the Technodrome, and I was losing lives left and right, and it was really hard, and I said, fuck it, I skipped... To the, I went back to the main menu, used the watch feature, skipped to the next level after Shogun, and played through that some, and again, super hard. So I was like, well, all right. I could simply just go, because there is a god mode option in the enhancements for Ninja Turtles 2, and I'm like, fuck it, I'm not doing that. So what I did was I watched all the way to the Shredder fight at the end, created my save file, exited out, went back in, beat Shredder, got the trophy. And that's what Trophy Gear is referencing. I tried to play through it, but it was hard, and I didn't want to deal with it, so I said, fuck it. I also did that with the NES Tournament Fighters because the NES Tournament Fighters is fucking terrible, and no one should ever play that. I'm not wasting my time on that crap. And I also I tried to play through the NES Teenage Mutant Turtles. I got past the dam, and after that, the game it's, the game is just incredibly hard. Like Even today, with save states and all this, it is really, really hard because obviously on the NES... Your movement is very stilted, it's very clunky, it's, and, and you've got enemies all around you. So essentially, I would try to play segment by segment as I could, but a lot of times I would watch to a certain point and pick up the game as I was going. And eventually I just got tired of it, and I went, I got as far as I could, and then just went to the Shredder fight, or to the end, um, fought Shredder, and did the trick, and got the trophy. So, the thing about this collection is, they didn't really seem to care if it was difficult or not for you. Like, they didn't go in and change the difficulty of the games because at the damn section where you have to defuse the bombs, there's still a timer. They, I figure they could have taken that out if they wanted to and made things a lot easier. They didn't. But with infinite lives and god mode and all this stuff and the watch feature, 
they're just like, you know what, jump in and play and have fun. And there are even some of the games, like the arcade games, uh, Teenage Mutant Turtles, the arcade, and Turtles in Time, the arcade, where you press the options button or the start button on the PS5 DualSense, and it gives you just two extra lives right there. I got up to 15 um, from three, and I don't even know how far you can take it. But essentially what Tricky is going to say is, am I cheating? And in response to him, whatever anyone decides, I don't care because I very I decided that my time investment when it comes to playing these super hard games, like I said, I could play the arcade game with infinite lives and, not, and nothing would it wouldn't matter um, because that is an option. Uh, but some of these games, I'm sorry, the the NES version of Tournament Fighters and even the Genesis and, and NES versions are not great. Now, I you have to beat. The Genesis version on the hardest difficulty, you can't cheese that. You have to beat it on the hardest difficulty to get the um, hidden fight with Karai, true Karai, and get the trophy for that. So you have to do that legit on the hardest difficulty. Uh, and most of the games, yeah, I've gone away all the way through, played them to the end. You know, I'm not just doing every game, creating a safe state at the end and, you know, going and getting the trophy really easily. I'm actually playing through as many of the games as I can, and I'm trying to, you know, do all of them. Uh, but yes, on some of them, I have used the watch trick. And I don't regret it, and I don't apologize for it because, again, some of these games are really hard, and they're not great. They're like the first Turtles game is not good. It's not good, <laughs> and I have no regrets. I'm like whatever. Uh, I'm I'm laughing because you keep defending yourself. My argument, uh, because Alex says he could have went into God mode. My argument was yes, you could have turned on God mode, and a hundred percent, I'd be okay with it because that's an in-game feature, and you actually played the game. But so is the watch feature. No, the watch feature is the equivalent of me you taking my save file, loading it up on your system, and playing the game. I did ninety percent of the work. You got you did the last ten percent, and you got a trophy. To me, that's cheating. So that's my argument. Gareth will go to you first. Is what Alex did cheating, unethical, or is he perfectly legit in what he did? No, uh, no. As far as I'm concerned, it's it's legit. If it's a, if it's a, if it's a feature that's built into the game that the developers have allowed you to to access to in order to do it then i've got no problem with it at all it's not like you've been underhand and trying to manipulate the game in a way to suit you you're just utilizing the uh, features within that game and that's that's as far as i see it and i've right, beaten i've beaten the arcade game before ninja turtles 2 the arcade game on nes i've beaten it before so this is just my retroactive trophy all right so yield before i go to you i i want to make one more point <laughs> And then I'll let you decide on what you want, how you want to decide. We had arguments when it came to trophies where you would go in and auto pop a trophy. And we, as a group, decided that if you went through the, if, if you played the same game and you legit went through the entire game, uh, I'm trying to, Sound Shapes was a game where you could go to the end, get the platinum, and then set, load it up on another thing. Like Alex did with Sly Cooper, uh, I accidentally did. I did no, not. No, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not trying to shame you for that. I'm saying, Alex, you know, did that with Sly Cooper, and he to this day honorably says I have uh, X amount of trophy or X amount of platinums and X amount of games. We have a group decided that if you go through the game legit, play it through, it counts. To me, this is not playing it through. This is letting somebody else play it through, and at the end saying, "Okay, I'm going to go get the trophy." So, yield. That's my argument. Where do you stand on what Alex did? Uh, it's an in-game feature, so it's kind of hard. It really comes down to who the person is, whether or not you want to 
consider it cheating or not because it's a feature that's in the game. He didn't, like, break the game to get the trophy. So you're saying what he did is honorable and legit? I'm saying it's up to the individual to decide, and I really can't decide one way or the other. All right, some comments from the chat, because uh, apparently I'm losing the chat as well. Dupe says, this is going to end badly for me. Uh, Matt G says, it's like using macros. Uh, then uh, Dupe says, it's an in-game feature, and those NES games are insane. Not sure anyone can question Alex's game in CV. Uh, anybody that doesn't know what CV is, that's a resume. Uh, Mac has agreed. It's not like he's using macros to pull off moves. Uh, and then uh, Dupe says, I'm in full enraged troll mode because of The Last of Us. Uh, the original NES Turtles games is hard. Uh, Matt says, I attribute this to Final Fantasy 7 and 8 and 9 re-releases. Options for 999 damage and no random encounters and sped up gameplay. Uh, Dupes agrees. Uh, Rick says, it's an in-game feature just like God Mode. Uh... Do, do, do. Uh, and then Dupes finishes off by saying The Last of Us has them Unlimited ammo, all kinds of crap In-game mode's legit Okay, I agree That it's an in-game feature I'm not arguing that at all I just, to me, I think If you let the game play up until the final boss And then you control the final boss to beat it You didn't beat the game But that's the different trick is I tried to play through all of them Except for the NES Turtles uh, Tournament Fighters Because I played that for two minutes I'm like, fuck this, I don't want to do this it's so if you if, so if you were playing Bloodborne and you got to a hard boss, and then blood and then Bloodborne said, "Okay, you can we'll control it and we'll beat this boss for you," and then you went on and beat the game, you still think that's legit? Okay, there's a difference between a game like Bloodborne, which yes is hard, but is nowhere near as hard as the NES Turtles. Like that is actually a game where they give you the tools by playing the game and learning where you can dodge and attack and defend yourself appropriately. We're talking older games. Where, yeah, somebody, you do the watch feature, obviously someone played it through and did a good run, did like a perfect run. But for most of us, that is not possible because there are so many enemies and the movements and the controls are not good enough to make that work. There are reasons why that game and so many others are notoriously difficult. I don't know. I, I just think there's something not honorable in... Tricky, tricky. There, there's nothing honorable about earning platinum trophies while you watch Netflix because you can just press a button I, over and over okay, again. But I'm not there's claiming nothing to honorable be honorable about, about getting that. the platinum trophy in one game 20,000 times because you bought it from 20,000 different stores. But I'm not arguing and saying that I should be held up on a mountain in, in the Hall of Fame of, of platinum trophies because I've done this. I outright say, yes, it's shameful. Yes, I, I. it's a guilty pleasure to sit there and pop a 99-cent uh, platinum. I'm not trying to stoop myself up and be all honorable. You hold, you and Yield, to some degree, are, hold yourselves in some high esteem because you're the games you play and you won't stoop so low to get an easy platinum. You sit here and say you're honorable and, and what you do. To me, what you did in Cowabunga Collection is not honorable. That's just my opinion. Tricky. And it's a hot take. Show, show me one person who has played video games that has not taken a shortcut. And we're talking, you know, getting a guide online to solve a puzzle. Getting collectible guides to get a platinum trophy. That's not you using your brain and scouring the world to find all the collectibles. That's you taking a shortcut to find the collectibles so you can get to a trophy faster. So it, 
so it's not as big of a slog on your time. There are so many aspects of video games where everyone that we know has taken shortcuts. This is no different. Okay. And again, I would tell any one of you, do not play the NES Turtles tournament fighter game. None of those games are good, but that one especially is terrible. So, like, if anyone's like, yeah, I just don't want to play this, and I'm just going to do the trophy, like... Don't don't sit here and be and tell me that, oh, you know, don't talk about the honor of trophies when so many other people just shit on trophies because they want to have a thousand platinums and essentially just want to pay for platinums. All right. So. There's a debate right now in uh, Elden Ring and uh, Bloodborne. So what? we're going to move on. Gareth, what have you been playing, sir? Um, a few things. Just before, it can, can Twitch see my camera? They can to, Although the the bottom right and the the bottom left are a little blocked uh, off, but we see your face. So if I hold that up, can you see? Just a quick question, while before, and then I'll, the answer after right. I've gone through my games. But can you see that timer? Does that come uh, up on you, the thing, or is it blurred? It it's a little blurred, but if you hold it still and bring it up for a little bit more, uh, it's still a little blurry. It says 168 days to go. Yes, 168. Okay, so can anyone in the chat know what the significance of that is? And I'll give the answer in a minute. But in terms of what I've been playing, I've played quite a few games actually, which is unusual for me because I normally sort of stick to stick to one. But um, I've been doing my usual FIFA 22. So I'm now one single player trophy away from the platinum on that one. So that will just come naturally in due course. Um, I was away for last weekend. Um, camping with a family so i took my vitra away and uh started the lego lord of the rings um so did a few got a few trophies on that one most of my time has been spent on star wars battlefront 2 both on the campaign and and the multiplayer i played a really poor game called speedway racing it's not a it's not a easy i mean it's an easy ish game but it's not a rap plat or 30 second plat at all it's still a good five sort of five six hour game uh and i've got one trophy to get the platinum on that which is just to um a multiplayer one i need to need to set up with three of well four controllers um but it's it's not a great game i wouldn't recommend that one and then the final one that i've been playing is a game called uh timothy's night i don't know if anyone's played that or heard of it it's it's the PS5 version, but it's it was originally released in 2019 on the PS4. It was called it was under a different title, which was Timothy versus the Aliens. Um, but they've done a reversion um, remake of it or remaster. I suppose a remake because it's 4K 60 and makes actually really good use of the DualSense. Um, that's probably its best feature of the game. But it's kind of like an open world platformer, third person shooter sort of combination in in a really sort of nice noir setting but with dashes of color around so yeah so i'm enjoying that at the moment and that's uh that's what i've been playing all right yield oh i get to tell you what i've been playing (laughs) yes uh 51 minutes into the show (laughs) okay uh so i've been playing some man eater i'm playing some world of worship legends Raymond Legends. Uh, finished Lego City Undercover, which story is pretty good. I actually 
really like really like it. Now I'm just going back through and doing my collectathon. Uh, I've been playing some Zombie Army Four Dead War, little bit of Rocket League, and I think that might be it. All right. Uh, as we go, we're gonna get to our topics here. Uh, but as I do that, I'm gonna for the chat. I'm going to uh, show the picture uh, of my folder because everybody keeps saying it's a pile of dog shit, and it's not. You're not wrong. Uh, I'm gonna let that focus in. All right. Uh, so Rick says he has no no idea what happens in 168 days, uh, and he's. Dupes also says 168 days since Salia scored. I guess that's a football uh, reference. Salah, Salah, well from my Salah. team. Yeah, I'm a Liverpool fan, and he plays for Liverpool. It's not actually. It's something rarer than that. Which uh, it's the answer is actually um, since Tricky's last plat. I hate you. <laughs> no, it hasn't been 168 days, has it? M- March the 20th. What was my last plat? Horizon. Okay, fair enough. All right. Uh, as is customary in the first show of the new month, we're going to talk about the PlayStation Plus games. This is coming from IGN and written by Ryan Dinsdale. I'm uh, trying to get to the full list. Uh, okay, so three new games will be available October 3rd, which is... Uh, uh, two, two, two. Oh, hold on. Okay. It's going to be uh, Deathloop. Wait. That's, yeah. No, that's the premium. Run. That's what they're adding to premium and extra. Hold on. You said October, this didn't is... you? As well. Uh, well, no, because there there was a game that, that JT was really excited for. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, okay. So the PlayStation Plus games for September are going to be uh, Need for Speed Heat, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, and Toem. Uh, all new games will be available uh, yesterday, as of you hearing this. Or uh, on the podcast services. If you're hearing this live, it's going to be Tuesday. Uh, okay. Then, I, I, I should have read through this, but I normally, they normally have like so detailed. Okay. Sony also unveiled new games coming to its PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium Games catalog on September 20th. Headline this month by Deathloop. Uh, you're going to get Assassin's Creed Origins, Watch Dogs 2, Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2, Spirit Fairer, The Farewell Edition, uh, Shikori, a colorful tale. I'm pretty sure I said that wrong. Chicory, yeah. Uh, Monster Energy Supercross Five, Alice Kid in America World DX, Rabbits Invasion, the interactive TV show, Rayman Legends, and Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Uh, a handful of games will also come into the classic games collection for PlayStation Plus Premium members. Uh, they will be available on September 20th. That's going to be Siphon Filter Two, the Sly Collection. From the PS3, Cypher Filter 2 is from the PS1, Sly Cooper Thieves in Time, the PS3, Bentley's Bentley's Hack Pack for the PS3, Toy Story 3 for the PSP, and Kingdom of Paradise for the PSP. Uh, Yield, we'll start with you. Any good games in there that you sound good? I I don't know if you're... Oh, no, you were rattling off so many games. (laughs) Let's establish this first. Uh, Do you have extra or premium? I am just oh, a normal PlayStation Plus member. I am not paying the extra money for the, why the did, games. 
I didn't know if you got grandfathered in because I know somebody bought you a PlayStation Now subscription. I don't know if that like carried over in, in any way, shape, or form. No. Okay. All right. So the only games you're going to be able to play are are going to be uh, going back to the top. Uh, Need for Speed Heat, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, and Toem. Yeah. Uh, any, no. any of those games excite you? No. Okay. Alex, you're under the same boat. Any of those games excite you? No, I'm. I mean, Need for Speed Heat. I don't know. Maybe may worth a try, but again, I'm. I've kind of gotten out of the racing game scene, and it's usually the mascot kart racers that are the only thing they're going to really catch catch my fancy, or tickle my fancy. I guess I should say if I'm relying on old adages here. Uh, but the extra and the premium games, there's a lot of good stuff in there. Like I can't. I don't remember them all, but. You know, Chicory, a colorful tale, was something that was mentioned. You got the Sly collection, so I mean, there's a lot of good stuff in there. So I mean, it's, right. it seems like they are there. There's more worth to that service, you know, with those games added in there. All right, uh, Yield Nitro says in the chat, you forgot Deep Rock. When what you've been playing? No, I said uh, I thought I said Deep Rock. No, he said he said, "Wow, Yield forgot Deep Rock." Oh, okay. Uh, Matt G says, Gaz, you are ruthless. And then Dupe says, hold that L tricky. And then he says he wants to play uh, Need for Speed. Gareth, are any of the games that I mentioned, uh, any of them interest you? Um, yeah, I mean, out the essential ones, I mean, I always add them to my library anyway, regardless of whether I intend to play them or not. Um, I'm looking at those three, certainly Need for Speed Heat, um, having sort of plattered two Need for Speed games in the last 12 months rivals and the the need for speed reboot so need for speed heat is the only one I, that i don't own so out of out of all of them and toem as well looking at looking at that um that looks interesting as a little indie title i'm not familiar with the what was it blaze blue was it um brand blue yeah whatever it's called the third one that you mentioned which it looks a bit bit too japanese style for me um Grand Blue. Grand Blue. Grand Blue yeah. Fantasy Versus. Yeah, Sorry. no. So I'll add it, but unlikely to, to play it, I would have thought. Um, but And then on I the I... the extra, yeah, certainly. I mean, I've been looking forward to playing Definitely Thought that might come eventually and obviously so haven't bought it. So, yeah, I'll give that a go. And uh, I did have in my cart um, Scott Pilgrim and Alex Kidd ready to ready to buy last month actually and, and i didn't uh, and obviously that's paid off as well with them being added to it as well typically pays uh, to wait yeah it seems that way especially now right. speaking of paying going to our next story sony is paying to form a playstation studios mobile division this is coming from ign and written by ryan didsdale Sony announced a committed expansion into the mobile gaming by establishing PlayStation Studios Mobile Division and acquiring the untested Savage Game Studios to develop, quote, a AAA mobile live service action game, end quote. This new division will develop, uh, quote, innovative and on-the-go experiences based on new and existing PlayStation IP, the PlayStation Studios high-quality standards, end quote, and will operate independently from the console game development. Quote, this acquisition reaffirms Sony Interactive Entertainment's commitment to delivering innovative experiences to new players around the world by expanding to additional platforms, end quote, said the head of PlayStation Studios, Herman Holst. Uh, all right, so I'm not going to read the whole article. Uh, I can 
I think I can accurately say that the the three hosts, uh, me, Alex, and Yield, were not too much into the mobile uh, stratosphere. Uh, Yield or Alex, am I, am I wrong by saying that? I mean, aside from Pokemon Go, yeah. I mean, I, I don't play anything on mobile, really. And Yield? Not really. I mean, I've played a mobile game here or there, and then after the newness wears off, I don't touch it anymore. All right. Uh, just coming from the article before I go to Gareth, because uh, there's a, uh, a question in the chat from Matt G. Does anyone know what that mobile developer makes? Uh, coming from the article, it says, Savage Game Studios, which is yet to release a game, was founded in 2020 by veteran developers Mikulay Katkoff, uh, I'm not going to read the rest of the names, who collectively had decades of experience at working on developers, including uh, Spider-Man's Insomniac Games, World of Tanks, Wargaming, Clash of Clans, Supercell, and Farmville Zynga, and Angry Birds uh, Roviol? Roviol? Okay. So, no, they haven't actually made a game yet. Gareth, uh, what about you when it comes to the mobile game market? Yes, it's... I've not been not been interested in it so far, other than um, dabbled in it every now and again because the, the, having two young kids, um, they enjoy using the iPad, you know, playing Roblox and stuff like that on it. Um, so I've seen it and sort of played with them for a bit, but certainly, yeah, no, no real sort of interest as it stands. But obviously, we don't know what is going to come from this because obviously it's it does seem like this is a strategy that uh sonia sort of committed to going down and you can understand why um given the amount of money involved in mobile gaming but um yeah it hasn't been for me so far it seems it seems like sony's strategy is throw out that net and get money from every single aspect of gaming as you can hey we're gonna hit console gamers hey pc oh mobile we want some of that too so and for me personally i think that mobile hasn't always been a super attractive platform is because so much of it is like very microtransaction heavy. And when you already play games on a platform like the Xbox or the Switch or on PlayStation, it's, you know, you're already spending enough money on games as it is. Yeah. And when it comes to the mobile market, the only things I really play uh, right now on mobile is uh, the Supercell games, Clash of Clans, Clash Royale, and Boom Beach. And those are very casually. Although, uh, I will say that they are coming out with a mobile version of uh, The Division, um, which is introducing a new storyline, a new new set of factions and stuff like that. I'm interested, but I don't know how much I'm going to play it because, it, uh, let's be honest, controlling games, especially like third-person shooters or first-person shooters on a mobile game, is extremely hard to do. So, you know, if the game doesn't control, it doesn't matter how good the game is, it's... It's not going to be successful. So that's where I fall on mobile games. Uh, the next article we have. Uh, Alex, I'm going to need you to lead this. And I know you're not in the chat, so I'm going to put it in the Skype real quick because I have to run and use the little boys room. So I'm going to put it in the chat for you. Oh, and so uh, I'm, not, I'm not clicking around. Did you send me the agenda this week? I did send you the agenda. I send you the agenda every week. Sir. That's not true. Yeah. I, so it's the Assassin's Creed one, isn't it? Yes. Uh, unless you'll, you can you lead it? Well, hold on, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling it up. All right, I'm going to step away for a second. I'll be right back, guys. Okay, so uh, there were rumors flying around. I mean, we've heard of in previous weeks or on previous shows we had talked about 
how there was going to be an Assassin's Creed set in Asia. There was talk of one set during the Aztec era, I believe. And then we had, you know, all these things about, you know, Ubisoft pushing back the latest Assassin's Creed game. Well, recently they had kind of, there had been rumors that they were kind of going to go back to the Middle East where, you know, all of this started with the original Assassin's Creed game. And coming from IGN.com, written by Ryan Dinsdale, Assassin's Creed Mirage officially announced reveal next week. And this is from September the 1st, so we will likely get this reveal. We, we may have it by the time the show gets out. But um, So an update to the original story, Ubisoft has officially unveiled Assassin's Creed Mirage following the leak earlier today, announced on the franchise's official Twitter Ubisoft has also confirmed that more information would arrive at its United Ubisoft Forward Showcase next week. And then I believe, from what I had seen, this was, I'm trying to, set in Baghdad. You're correct. But I don't know when, what the time period was. I'm trying I thought to it was 800s. Yeah, but basically uh, set in Baghdad. Um, so going back to the Middle East... And, uh, and yeah, so, um, official day, we're going to get more information this week, but kind of going back to basics. And I think that, um, Tricky had, um, posted something on the Facebook page where it was talking about, and I felt this is kind of a reset for the series, another reset after they, they had reset for Assassin's Creed Origins, where they were going to take the RPG elements out of the game. And which is a good thing, in my opinion, kind of. I don't know, man. That's what people expect. That's that kind of stuff these days. They expect RPG elements to be in their action games. And oh, it's from PSU.com. Uh, and that article had claimed that it's going to launch in 2023, and it will quote go back to basics. So we're not confirmed yet by Ubisoft, but I think if you reset the series again, like, are you at a point now after you've already reset it once? Where, especially this to me is going backwards if they take the RPG elements out of it. Um, right, instead of resetting it twice, are you at a point now where you need to consider not making these games? Well, I I I don't want to cut anybody else. But the way I'm seeing this, and we'll, you know, I don't know what you said is what you didn't say because I didn't have my headset in. But we're gonna get an official uh, reveal on September 10th about this. Um. I think this is them turning this into uh, one continuous game where you could just travel to different timelines and they don't have to necessarily make a, you know, pump out an Assassin's Creed game every two years. They could just keep adding, you know, DLC to it, so to speak, and keep going. And you're, you know, you're going to go in and out of the Animus and whatnot uh, to travel to different time periods. So. I, I don't see this as a technical reboot. I think this is just them, uh, you know, coming to some sort of technology where now you can go anywhere and any anywhere and any time. So, let me ask you: Are you going to have to then in the because obviously you know leaving the animus? If you're going to go to different time periods, you're going to have to have that DNA from people from those time periods. So are there, you're going to have to go around the world outside the Animus, which I will remind everyone is the least fun part of Assassin's Creed. And then find the DNA to all these people, and then you can go, once you have the DNA, you can go back into the Animus and explore the areas of that particular world and time period. Uh, 
Because that doesn't know. sound great to me. I'm going to be honest with you on that. I mean, that does, yeah. I mean, I don't want to play as multiple characters outside of the Animus. Uh, but I will say this before we get to the story. I plan to live stream this uh, at twitch.tv backslash Uh I'm hoping to get uh, one or two people to do it with me. Hopefully Alex, but I don't think he's going to be around at that time because that's 3 o'clock in the afternoon on a... That's what, Thursday? No, that's Saturday. Oh, so you might be around. I mean, possibly, uh, yeah, but... Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna live stream this. Uh, they're doing Ubisoft forward, so uh, we're gonna get a bunch of news, and hopefully, we'll get uh, more on uh, Division Heartland. Wasn't um, there something? Sorry, just to, sorry, sorry. Wasn't there also another? Um, aren't they supposed to be le- re- releasing another in Assassin's Creed game, Infinity, or something like that? Well, that that's what we thought. Uh, the rumors were that this was gonna. Infinity is what turned out to be Mirage. Oh, okay, right. So it's, they are. It's the same thing then, really. Okay. Right, it's it just whoever leaked it had the wrong uh, subtitle, so to speak. Okay. Um, I I don't know if this means we're not going to get a full blown like Odyssey, or you know Valhalla, Assassin's Creed. I think this is going to be an online you know games for service type thing, where we're going to you know it's going to continuously get DLC. I mean, I could be hundred percent wrong. I don't know anything about this, uh, surprisingly, because uh, you know normally I have like a little bit of a hint, but. I've actually heard nothing about this at all. So, uh, yield. Uh, I I know you're not into the Assassin's Creed games, but uh, th- does this have any chance of bringing you into that world? I know Istanbul's not Constantinople. What? Obviously, did you, did you never read, watch? Obviously, the... you didn't read the article. I I, I did not read the article. Uh, well, see, apparently, you also never watched it, the Animaniacs. And you know, you never watched the Animaniacs either. If you'd have read the article, you'd get what I was saying. Um, I know I plan on, like I said, I plan on playing Assassin's Creed games eventually. I've got a few of them. I just I'm starting at the beginning, so. Oh, I did want to say Unity was on sale on the PSN for. That was the one set there in the French Revolution for eight dollars. Was it eight or nine dollars? I almost picked it up, but then I also saw that there were multiplayer online trophies. And I was like, well, maybe you can't get the platinum still. Like, can you still get the platinum in that game? Um, yeah, you can on I the PS4. For, I think for the next month, because I, I I didn't put it in the agenda, but, uh, you know, we talked about how Ubisoft was shutting off service for certain games. It was supposed to be done this month. Uh, they've actually delayed it another month, so it's not going to happen for at least another month. All right, well, then I'm probably going to skip that until they inevitably re-release it, because, quite frankly, like, I'm... Not going to take the chance that I, I, you know, buy the game and don't get to get, go through it, and uh, and yeah. Well, the the multiplayer trophies in that game, uh, I've gotten that platinum. I I think you can get them fairly easily within like an hour or two. It's not it's not an online grind. I think you just have to do like a maybe like three or four missions in co op, which I'll gladly do with you. So if if that's holding you back. Unity, I thought, was one of the better games. Uh, Unity was actually the game, I don't remember if you guys remember, but a long time ago, we were talking about when it came out, it was completely broken, and they had to fix it. Um, So, that might hinder you. Uh, My personal favorite uh, Assassin's Creed game has uh, been... um, Oh, why am I drawing a blank on this name now? Black Flag? No, it's the one with... uh, Origins? 
Jacob and Jacob and Eve. No, Jacob and Eve. The Odyssey. steampunk one. Odyssey. No. Syndicate. Steampunk. Yes, thank Syndicate. you. Syndicate. I was getting there. <laughs> Syndicate was my favorite one. I I I like those characters, uh, but yeah, I, I like I said, I think this is a a, a games for service type deal. But you know, we'll find out on Saturday. I mean, yeah, I don't want to write it off completely, but you're. It depends on how much you strip away, and even if you are stripping anything away, and it, again, if it's like, hey, it's a it's a platform now, and you got to travel around, and they're trying to make the outside of the animus stuff more important now. I can understand why, because in Origins it feels completely useless, whereas in the beginning of the series it was like the most important part, story-wise. But, uh, I mean, again, if depending on how you handle it, and, and if you do want to turn into, hey, go to all these different, you know, every year we release a new era or a new time period for you to play in, then, I don't know, we'll just have to see. That, I've, right, just, I've just had a quick look at the Assassin's Creed, Creed games that our service will be shutting down. It's Two, three, Brotherhood Revelations and Liberation HD, on which were all PS3 titles. So Unity wasn't one of them. No, not that. They're shutting down. All right, so there you go. You don't have to worry, you don't have to worry about the time there, Alex. Thanks, Gareth. All right. <coughs> all right, let's move on to our next bit. Oh wait, Gareth, I can get your opinion on this, unless you said it when I was gone. Um. I mean, I'm way behind on the Assassin's Creed games. I've I've just I've only played the first two, um, and whilst I enjoyed them, um, and I do intend to to go through them, um, I've got it's difficult because I've not played Ori I've played I've played Origins Odyssey Valhalla, so I don't I don't know what the new style of Assassin's Creed is like to be honest. So so whether it goes back to its roots or not, I, I couldn't comment whether that's good or bad because as I said, I've got nothing to compare it against. So. Uh, yeah, but I, I mean, I've enjoyed what I've played so far of them, which is, as I said, albeit one and two. Um, so yeah, I can't well, really contribute any more than that. Well, I, I'll tell you and yield the same thing. Uh, don't get discouraged by the first game because the first game is heavily uh, considered to be the worst of the series, and they totally redeemed themselves when it came to Assassin's Creed Two. Yes, this two two is really good, apart from the feathers. Apart from the what? I'm sorry, the what? The feathers, collectibles. Oh yes. Feathers. Any any collectibles in the games? Like, I hated in Black Flag when you had to uh, run down the music notes. That was that was annoying as hell. All right, moving on to our next. Story. Hold on, real, real quick. With Origins, they basically like there's upgrade collectibles, but they had collectibles like treasures you could sell, and they even had a trophy tied to that to selling a hundred at once. But didn't they kind of just take all the collectibles out of Origins. I played it so long ago, I don't remember. Someone's gonna maybe correct me, but I don't remember. Like you obviously had to go do all of the question marks. You had to go uh, for old habits. You had to discover all the areas and complete those areas. But I don't remember actual like. You think of Alan Wake. You think of the coffee cups and the manuscripts, or the sorry, the coffee thermoses. I can't think of anything like that in Origins. Uh, Nitro's in the chat. Nitro, do you remember any collectibles in there? And uh, as we're waiting for his answer, let's, move on to, let's go on to the next story. Uh, coming from Ryan Dinsdale over at IGN. Uh, I'm still trying to get him on the show, by the way, just so you guys know. He's probably avoiding uh, us. He's like, eh, I know about that show. Probably. <coughs> Konami is, is about to announce an unknown game in a, quote, world-loved series. Uh... 
Okay. As reported by Gimatsu, uh, Konami scheduled for the show doesn't say much about the game itself, but only adding that voice actor Yuki Kaiji will take place will take to the stage to announce it. Uh, he is a pretty big name in video game voice acting, having appeared in Grand Theft Auto Five, Final Fantasy Thirteen, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, and many, many more. He's only appeared in three Konami games, however, two of which are part of the long-dormant Sudokins franchise, an other Japanese-only game called Terror of the Stratus on the PSP. Fans of the franchise have already noticed that the connection on Twitter uh, with at Sika Squarepants uh, point out that Kaiji's only Konami games of world renown are 2018 Sudokin uh, and, uh, and 2012, uh, 2012's uh, Sudokin. Uh, Japanese game names always get me, so I'm trying to skip them. Uh, the last two games uh, were to be released in the classic RPG series. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I don't know if anybody's ever played any of those games. I've got to say I've probably heard of them, but don't remember anything about them. Uh, I think they're horror games. Suikoden? Suikoden? I, I don't know exactly... Yeah, we know people who have played them because they've been mentioned on the show before. Um, but I've not played them myself, Co. I can't. I don't think they're horror games, but I, I don't know. I could be wrong. Uh, everyone is going to jump to Metal Gear Solid. That's going to be what that, they're going to think. And I think if it's anything other than I that, think. I think you're going to see a lot of disappointment because people build this up to themselves. You know, it it's a fault of many people's where there's this tease for an announcement and we're like, oh, it's it's got to be this. And yeah, what, what about us? What, what about Silent Hill? Yeah, that was the one I was going to say. Well, Silent Hill just, could actually be, you know, people would be happy with that. And I was just thinking, like Castlevania. I don't think Castlevania would be as exciting. I, I don't know. I love Castlevania. It's one of my favorite NES games. I, you know, just growing up, Castlevania was a huge part of my experience. I, I don't think that's a, a something that they need to try to bring back. At least not in the forms they've tried to bring them back in. Like I said, sell it off to Nintendo and let Nintendo do whatever they want with Castlevania. But I don't know. Everyone just kind of goes to Metal Gear Solid first and foremost. And right. and let me just say, the Calbon Collection, I said it before, and I will reiterate here, now that we've had the game and had a chance to play the collection, it is the best thing Konami has done in years. So, I mean, credit also goes to Digital, digital Eclipse, but Konami's collection of the Ninja Turtles games they released 20, 30 years ago is the best thing they've done in a while. So, um, And maybe it's going to be a thing where... Because I don't know, I don't think Konami owns Digital Eclipse, but maybe they're just going to farm out all their IP to other studios and let them make it. And that's just kind of how they're going to handle things going forward. All right. Uh, I want to correct myself. It's not a horror series. I I assumed it was a horror series because I saw a picture in the article, but the the picture was coming from the uh, Silent Hill game that was never released. Uh, it, this you mean is, PT? Uh, uh, yeah, I guess you could go PT. Uh, in is a role-playing game series. Uh, the game is loosely based on the classic Chinese novel, uh, Walter, uh, Water Margin. So, uh, it is a role-playing game. It's not a horror game. So, I want to stay corrected. Yield, uh, anything that Konami can announce? Oh, sorry, that, sorry uh, to bust in here before you. I wonder how many people were screaming at the, like, when they, when people listen to this. I wonder how many people are going to be screaming at their iPhone or their, their car radio or however they choose to listen you don't know what Suikoden is? It's not a horror game. Well, to be fair, the the three of you didn't, uh, and the chat didn't correct me, so... Well, I pretty much... Not, I, I knew it wasn't a, I mean, 
I was a little, I didn't want to completely show my ass and be completely wrong, but I was hedging my bets that it wasn't a horror game. Like a Japanese RPG. Uh, Alright, so, uh, before we go to Yield, uh, Nitro has responded, says, pretty much Alex, I don't remember many collectibles, but I've probably forgotten them because of all the locations. Looking back, the only collectible type that he sees is the Papyrus document Oh, the, the Papyrus, the, yeah, where yeah, essentially... Yeah, you collect the, you know, good catch there, Nitro. And I just played the game more recently than Nitro, and I forgot about those. Yeah, they're little, like, uh, scrolls that you collect in certain areas, and they have, like, a little riddle on them, and you go to, you, you figure out the riddle, you go to a certain location, and you get uh, a certain reward for doing that. So, yeah, yeah, I can't, kind of. All right, so, uh, Alex, or, I'm sorry, Yield? From your calendar. Hold on. on Starts in 30 minutes. It's going to say it again. From your calendar, Gareth on TW starts in thirty minutes. No, we've hey, been uh, we've been going on for a while. Yeah, <laughs> I just never updated the time. All right, so yield anything that Konami can announce that uh, you'd be excited for? I just want. I mean, if they said they were making like a new Castlevania, like nothing that you know they were remaking like they were going with a new story that would kind of intrigue me for my love of castlevania back on the nes um i would just like konami to get back to that day of the nes when they were actually a heavyweight instead of kind of a nobody so all right well, gareth let me let me let me ask you a question first sorry gareth before we move on in terms of castlevania like, where would you see that? like to see that series taken? If they were going to announce a new game, what's a game you would want to play within that series? Because they did Lords of Shadow and stuff like that. They did two of those, by the way. Yeah, they did two of those. But are you wanting more of, like, an old-school, like, Symphony of the Night kind of thing? I liked... I think it was three. I can never remember which one. It's the one where you had the clock tower, where you worked your way up the clock tower, fought the boss, and then you had to come back down through the clock tower. I really liked that one. So... I'd probably say something along that lines. But it's been a while. Once it left, once we got into the Super, I might have messed with one of those for a little bit, but I've never really played any of the other ones that have come out. All right, Gareth, do uh, you want to answer Alice's question? Yeah, probably. Um, although I'm not massive into horror games, it'd be good to see a revival from Silent Hill. Uh, it's been far too long. You know that's been in the shadows for, and as much as I, I don't know what it is with Metal Gear. I mean, I love it, love it, but I've not played any of the recent ones. Four, five, what was it? And they did that little um, in between one, didn't they? Ground Zeroes was it called? Tricky's uh, favorite game. Ground no, Ground Zeroes was before uh, before uh, the, Fan of Pain. Yeah, that's you're right, thinking of uh, Metal Gear Survive. Right. Yeah. So I've not played any of those. Um, I do want to. I just um, like many games, just haven't got around to doing it yet. So, yeah, Metal Gear or, or Silent Hill would probably be the two that I would choose to to hear from uh, if they were making a uh, a new game from those franchises. Really, as much as I I want to play another Metal Gear game, even if they announce a Metal Gear game, I would not play it. But it, will, it, it wouldn't have Kojima at the helm right. of it unless they went to Kojima Productions and said, hey, let's let's bury the hatchet. Can you make another Metal Gear Solid game? I, I, 
I think Kojima would tell him to go to fuck themselves. But would Kojima uh, see it as his duty to the fans if, you know... No, because Kojima, Kojima wanted to stop making Metal Gear games at 3, and they forced him to keep making them. And I think that's uh, basically what started the major divide. I was watching a documentary uh, on the Metal Gear series, and they he basically... Uh, he fought to get one done. He fought to get two done. Uh, felt slapped in the face when they made a Japanese port of his game and basically changed it. He got to make what he wanted that got released to the U.S. Uh, market or to the the Western market. And then after he made three, he was done. And they forced him to make four and five. And uh, yeah, he's he's done with Metal Gear. Was he okay, Shane, so as a fan of Metal Gear, like you liked Metal Gear Solid Four, right? I I loved it. Yes. So. As much as you've shit on Konami, shouldn't you be grateful for them? Other, like in some regard, because you wouldn't have gotten a Metal Gear Solid Four otherwise. Uh, no, I'm grateful to them, I, and and Kojima being behind it was a thing. But uh, I, I basically gave up on Konami and Metal Gear any hope on you know a good game from Konami in the Metal Gear universe when they uh, put out the cash grab of Survive. I, I thought that was absolutely, you know, a, a slap in the face of Kojima and a slap to the face of the fans of the series. Oh, so now you're I, against cash grabs. That was a hundred percent a cash grab. I'm, um, jo- I'm joking, Tricky. I, I know you're joking. Want to see I, that I, I, dig underneath that skin? No, I mean, to me, like, to me, that it was a, it was a slap in the face to Kojima. Uh, Survive was, and I'm uh yeah, I'm done. Like. I have no faith that Konami can produce a good Metal Gear game without Kojima. Was um, That's, Rising Revengeance, was that Konami as well? Or was that separate? Was that a spin-off separately? That, that was a spin-off that was made by um, Platinum Games. It was Kojima involved in that, though, I presume? He wasn't at the start, and then they started struggling through it, and he, and he consulted with it, but he wasn't the game director or anything like that. He just basically uh, consulted to give them the lore. Right. Um, and that's that's another Metal Gear game that I never played. No, I well I played it, but I never beat. So, uh, yeah. All right. So moving on. Uh, okay. I okay. No. Okay. So I I didn't delete this from the main thing. All right. So at this point, we're gonna throw it uh, across the pond to Sid for this week's Sophie's Trophy. Hello again, my friends. It's Sid with another Sophie's Trophies. And this week we are going to do a brand new release. It is, of course, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Cowabunga Collection. Uh, It came out Friday, I think, or maybe earlier in the week. I actually can't remember now, guys. Came out this week anyway. Um, and also, I'll just have to say, if you can hear something in the background, it is my little two-year-old star, Callum, listening to his phone. So I do apologise if that's off-putting for anyone, but you know what? He's enjoying himself. So, trophy-wise, guys, not a difficult trophy list. Um, Konami have outdone themselves with this trophy list. It is very simple, uh, straight to the point. And make sure you see everything of the collection, which um, I think is a great one. So, I have a couple of little tips. Um, Nothing major. 
I've not got the platinum yet, guys, but it's not going to be too difficult, this one. Um, I'm taking my time with it because I want to enjoy it. Uh, but I do have a couple of complaints. So let's get into it, guys. First one is Splinter's favourite. And as usual, that is your Platinum. Then we have Shredding the Shredder. This one is for finishing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on the NES. Then we have Heroes in a Half Shell. Finish Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Arcade. Then we have Pizza Party. Finish Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game. Again, this one is on the NES. Waiting for the other foot to drop. Finish Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Fall of the Foot Clan on the Game Boy. Callback. Finish Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time, Arcade. Back into action. Finish Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Back from the Sewers, on the Game Boy. I have become Turtle, Eater of Pizzas. Finish Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, The Manhattan Project, on the NES. Totally tubular time travel. Finish Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4, Turtles in Time, on the Super Nintendo. Sewers 4. Finish Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Hyperstone Heist, on the Genesis. Or if you're English, Mega Drive. Gnarly Greatness. Finish Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, Radical Rescue, on the Game Boy. And then these ones are a little bit different. S Tournament Champion, Defeat Karai in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighters Story Battle on the Super Nintendo. And then G Tournament Champion, defeat the real Karai in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighters One Player Mode on the Genesis. And then we have N Tournament Champion, defeat Shredder in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighters Story Mode on the NES. So there you have it. That is the trophies, guys. Um, nothing too arduous. Uh, nothing too difficult. Um, I'm not a big fan of the fighting games, I have to say. I was playing the Super Nintendo one. Uh, it's going to take me a bit of practice with that. I'm not very good at fighting games. Um, as Michael Jackson said, I'm a lover. I'm not a fighter. Use the rewind feature, Sid. It helps. Um, but I will say, the arcade games, guys... They don't play as well as they used to. Um, now, a little bit of a hint on this one, guys. You can turn on God Mode to just play through these games if you wish. There are modifiers for each game. It varies on each game. But for the arcade ones, there is God Mode. Um, so you don't get damaged. I thought I'd give one a quick go on the arcade. And you can still earn trophies using these. So I did that on the first arcade. And I'm glad I did. Because you can see if you play Shredder's Revenge, the um, leaps and bounds that they have made in the brawler genre. Because the arcade mode, it just throws enemies at you who just come barreling towards you. Many, many times I was just ganked in a corner getting hit over and over and over and over again. Um, now, if I didn't have this uh, god mode thing on, I would have been swearing quite a lot at the TV. Um, so, yeah, that's it. The Turtles games, they're not quite as good as you remember, I have to say. Doesn't mean they're bad games. Of course they're not. 
Um, I do have... Uh, I'm not very good at them, shall we say. I'm not good at arcade brawlers, guys. Um, but, you know, what I played I enjoyed, but only because I was using the god mode. If I was doing it without the god mode, I don't think I would have enjoyed it as much. Um, is that a fault of the game? Yes. I think it is, because it was like made in the 80s or early 90s. And gaming was different, and these were designed to suck the pounds or quarters out of your hands. So, you know, there have been leaps and bounds made, and um, this just shows how far we've come. Um, but overall, it's a worthwhile package, have to say. Um, it is a well-done package. There is so much behind-the-scenes content. It is... One of the best ones that have come out, you know, it's beat Capcom's, I have to say. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be it for this week, guys. Turtles Cowabunga Collection. Buy it, it's well worth it. And I will talk to you soon. Keep getting those trophies. Bye. Hey, Tricky, can I make some points before we move on? Yeah, I mean, we're just going into our topic of the weekend. Oh, um, so Sid brings up a good point about Shard's Revenge and how far we've come. The ability to play defensive with an evasive role in Shredder's Revenge is massive because having some way to play defense and protect yourself, whether you dodge or whether you block in some of these older games would be a would be a massive help. Because there's some games like Turtles 2, the arcade game for the NES, you can hit an enemy and they'll be stunned, but they'll immediately come back and hit you. So it's just like with a game like that, it's like they kept the difficulty of the arcade game, but didn't, you know but didn't take into account that it was for the Nintendo, a home console, so you're not just pumping quarters into the thing. And also, I don't necessarily agree with Sid that some of the games hold up very well. Turtles in Time is still, like, the feel of the game and kind of the fluidity of it. I think that game still holds up incredibly well, which is probably why it's long been considered the best Turtles game, you know, until Shred's Revenge came out. And even Manhattan Project for the NES held up really well, I believe. So... Uh, you know, that's one of the things about this this collection. It's nice to have all the games in there, but some of them are definitely going to hold up really, really well, while others won't. Tournament Fighters, again, like, I agree with Sid. They're not good. They're pretty terrible. But, um, but yeah. So, I, Turtles in Time, if you're a fan of Turtles in Time, you'll still love it because it's still a fantastic game. Uh, and even, you know, um, Manhattan Project, That's a, that gets the gold star for me as well. The S rank. So... But there are definitely a lot of games within this uh, within this collection that are still worth playing even today, and you and you you know you'll probably play over and over again as part of the collection as the years go on. All right, uh, I immediately put the uh, question thread into the chat a little or into the Facebook group a little late, but you know whether we have questions or not, we still have to do this. Time to check my social media, y'all. All right. We're going to get into our topic of the week, and I know that we're all going to have quite a bit to say about this, especially Alex. Uh, I don't know how long this article is. That's not that long. All right, I'm going to read the entire article. Go give it a click. It is coming from IGN and is written by Ryan Leston. Sony and Tencent have increased their stake in Elden Ring developer From Software, now owning over 30% of the company between them. Sony now owns 14.09% of the company, while Tencent, via its Six Joy subsidiary, now owns 16.25%. From Software clearly aims to capitalize on this increased investment with the majority stakeholder using, uh, issuing the following statement. Quote, 
from software decided to con- conduct a third-party allotment to SixJoy and within the Tencent Group, which has strengthened its capabilities to develop and to deploy mobile games and other network technologies in the global market, including China and SIE within the Sony Group, which has strengthened its capabilities to deploy IP games, uh, deploy IP in games, videos, and various other media in the global market uh, concurrently and separately. End quote. However, uh, Kado Kawa still owns 69.66% of From Software and asserted that the company will double down on creating its own IP. Quote, From Software will aim to proactively invest in development of more powerful game IP for itself to strengthen From Software's development capabilities and will seek to establish a framework that allows expansion into the scope of its own publishing and significantly growing global market. End quote. Elden Ring is just the latest in from from software's long list of popular games. The likes of Bloodborne, Dark Souls, and Sekiro have catapulted the studio to become one of the most popular developers in the world, with Elden Ring becoming one of the ten best-selling games in U.S. history. Not a bad investment for Sony and Tencent. Of course, Elden Ring is clearly a a big part of From Software's plans going forward. One of the company's best-selling games. It also managed to secure the biggest YouTube launch in history with a staggering 3 billion views in just 60 days. Back in March, publisher Bandai Namco and From Software released a joint statement calling the game, quote, a fantastic start for a new franchise, end quote. Uh, then quoted again, much effort was placed in creating Elden Ring so we could ex- exceed the expectations of our fans worldwide. In a manner, in like manner, we will continue our efforts to expand the brand and its game besides beyond itself and into everyone's daily life. End quote. Clearly, there's more Elden Ring to come in the long term, and that's likely a big reason why both Sony and Tencent are keen to increase their stake in the company. Uh, so that's the article. Go give that a click. Gareth, we're going to start with you. Uh, I, I on numerous times on the show we've talked about Tencent, uh, basically trying to take over the the, the world and buying everything. Do you see this as a good thing, a bad thing, or just the cost of doing business in today's video game development world? Um, okay, so, I mean, if we break it down, obviously Tencent have, have got a lot of fingers in a lot of pies. Um, obviously, they're continuing to try and try and do that um, with, this, with this investment. Um, it, it strengthens their grip on... Um, their position within sort of the uh, the video game market, but because obviously, I think what's within that article, um, there's what's the, is it six six joy? That's the subsidiary, isn't it, of Tencent? Yes, six joy. Yes, and obviously that is a mobile game publishing um, company, which obviously publishes predominantly iOS and Android. Um, so obviously they're trying to from software obviously are going to look to try and invest or, or sort of get into that mobile market um, which i think they they did mention within the article so if they can get a piece of that 2022 saw um what's this i think it, it's accounted mobile sort of you know smartphone games is counted for 45 percent. i was reading um of sort of all video game revenue this year so far so you know, that's a huge amount of money so obviously from software now that they've got the kudos moving forward because of the, the games that they've um how successful they've been recently especially with the likes of likes of elden ring um and entering that mobile 
is it going to give them the, the option of you know a new a whole new audience to to target um so from from their perspective yeah tencent have got this mobile company that they're obviously a huge huge company themselves um sony obviously want to get into that mobile um market as well as we've seen because with their acquisition of um savage game studios um we talked about sie as well i think they mentioned sie in there so obviously that seems to be a strategy that that sony are going down the route of with um we've, we've got obviously a last of us um series on the on the on the horizon um what else is there there's um twisted metal series we've got the we've had the uncharted film um ghost of tsushima there's a, there's a movie coming out for that i believe there's it was it gran turismo 7 series coming out as well so and uh um oh god um days gone as well oh, oh yeah i forgot about days gone yeah and uh, is, is horizon or is that just a rumor as well but there's something to do with horizon i'm sure i I've think horizon's also been confirmed yeah. I, th- I think horizon's a tv show yeah so it's not inconceivable to think that given the success of uh the games that they've they've bought out with um the soul series bloodborne if they could they, it may give them an avenue to create a show using obviously the investment of of sony you know that that little pathway in um and trying you know increase their revenue and uh and, and sort of um market share within the within the industry um on that on that scale as well the from sony's perspective <sighs> Their strategy does seem to be that obviously they've announced that they want to go into mobile. This is, that's evident with the acquisition of Savage Games, um, and I think even going back further back, there was a couple of announcement a few weeks ago. Obviously, because a lot of people, I think we've already mentioned it on the show here tonight about how difficult it is with mobile. I mean, the thought of using a controller on the screen. You know, I, I don't know how my kids do it, but they do. But the thought of sort of where you sort of moving your finger around on a screen but you know is this now because they're, they're launching the backbone controller is that going to tie in with their development of mobile gaming because now that's giving people the access to play on their on their mobile phones and is that now going to be mobile games but using an actual a natural controller is that going to attract a new audience for even further you know because it probably would do to me if i'm you know not necessarily mobile games but it certainly will I'll consider playing on my mobile PlayStation games if I've got a, you know an actual stick and proper buttons to play with so um I know that Sony get a lot of stick for you know especially and Jim Ryan I mean I'm you know, not a massive fan of him anyway but you know he's not a gamer but he's obviously a successful businessman and it's unusual for someone to be so successful get without a you know a strategy in play so whilst some people may think that you know, it's Sony don't have a strategy, and or it's a little bit um, misfiring. There, there usually is something behind it, and there is a reason for everything. But um, and this might be it. This, you know, when you start linking it all in with the backbone, the acquisition of the the, um, the, the mobile game producer um, studio from software, obviously, of the, they've just announced that they're looking to get into mobile. It, it, it starts to all link in, and then. Um, and tie it tie in nicely so you know we'll see what comes from it um 
Yeah, so that's my opinion on, certainly from the Sony perspective, from the Tencent, it's a little bit, uh, a lot of people probably would have more to say, with, you know, on that, um, you know, through ethics and morals, really, of sort of, um, on, from that perspective, which I'll fire it over to anybody else that wants to. All right, uh, Yield, before I go to you, just uh, Dupe says in the chat, the backbone controller uh, that Sony uh, PlayStation recently released for the iPhone and it's coming from the Android. He says it's fantastic. It is good, is it? Okay, because I've considered getting getting it, um, but uh, I think it's hundred pounds or hundred hundred dollars over there, hundred pounds here. That's the only thing. I didn't realize it was actually out yet. I thought it was. Uh, I know there is a version. I didn't realize the PlayStation version was actually out yet. Yeah, uh, like I said, it's out for iOS right now. You know. Apple phones, but uh, it's coming from Android later. Yield, uh, what are your thoughts on the whole Tencent, uh, Sony purchasing more of a... Uh, I just lost their name. From I, software? From, there you go. Thank you. Sorry. What are your thoughts on this whole thing? Everybody knows my opinion on everybody buying everybody, so I... I guess I could care less. All right. They're not, they're not buying anybody. They're owed, well, they, well, they, they own a stake in the company. Share. I mean, yeah, it's I mean, good from it's good from from because now they're getting they'll get uh, more. I would guess more marketing opportunity from Sony because they now have a more vested interest in them. I've yeah. seen theories other places where that they were looking maybe to start self publishing from software was so investments from Sony. And um, Tencent would really help with that because Sony and Tencent, as far as their gaming divisions go, and I don't know if Tencent does anything outside of gaming, but when it comes to a division of gaming, you know they make the most revenue of any other company. Those that that's the one and two, Tencent and Sony. Uh, Microsoft makes more revenue than Sony overall, but not their gaming division. Um, of course, that could change over time, but but yeah, you have the two biggest revenue generating game divisions investing in you and i don't know if tencent is held to the same like um oh what am i trying to say monopoly rules or the the restrictions is like sony or microsoft would be like i'm not sure if tencent could just buy up any they anybody they wanted if they wanted to sell like if from software said they wanted to sell and tencent's like we'll buy you like i don't know if tencent would be held to any kind of like regulatory boards i don't i don't know how that works um as far as the country, like in every country, and if China, and if Chinese companies are held to the same standard, but um, but yeah, I don't know. Like I, uh, if 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 from software, if they can get more capital to do what they want, and they can self-publish, and they can still create their own IP, that's obviously a great thing. It wouldn't surprise me someday if somebody tried to buy from software because you know that's people have wanted Sony to buy from software. I'm, I'm I've seen that, but you know. Obviously, it's a company that right now kind of wants to lead their own ship. You know, hey, you want a piece of the pie, and you get extra money from that. You know, Sony doesn't own them, but if Farm Software does really well, then Sony certainly gets more money from that. So that's part of the business strategy that Jim Ryan and SIE are setting out there. But, uh, you know, I, at first I was like, I took the Facebook page, and I was like, someone explain this to me. Because, you know, other than just getting extra money from dividends and whatnot, I was like, is this really a, a, that big of a deal? Uh, and, and Troy's like, yeah, they just, they'll just make more money. Off of, of from software sales, so I'm like, oh, all right, makes sense. I thought it was maybe too simplistic an explanation, but um, but yeah, Sony, Sony and Tencent haven't bought from software, but 
who knows, maybe one day they'll, uh, with the right offer, they'll creep in there. And I, of the two, I would assume that Tencent would be most likely to buy them or would have the most wiggle room to buy them, I would say, over Sony. All right. Uh, Gareth Dupe says the, the, the backbone is sold out heavily. So okay. you might have a little trouble finding one. That's right. No, we'll wait. <laughs> we'll wait. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I, as you guys know, I'm not a big fan of the From Software games. Um, Sony purchasing anything, you know, to boost up their revenue and boost up their, uh, their game development studios, you know, to me, that's always a plus, you know. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a Sony pony. I, I think it's uh, a good for Sony. Uh, I didn't put it in the agenda, but and, but I did put it in the Facebook group that uh, one of the thing one of the studios that we thought Sony was going to purchase was Quantic Dream, but apparently they were uh, purchased up by uh, NetEase Games. Um, so Sony lost out on that uh, purchase, and I'm looking at the games that NetEase has made, and it seems like it's a lot of mobile games. Uh, so I don't know how Quantic Dream is going to fit into that. Um, Dupe says it makes uh, makes sense to invest in them. I agree. Um, and he also says Sony's had their fingers in from software pie for a while since Bloodborne. Um, hey, maybe maybe from, it's all part of Sony's strategy to keep games off of Game Pass. Correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't okay. Demon Souls was the PlayStation exclusive that that was made by From Software, right? I don't believe it was made by From Software. No, no, the remake wasn't. Um, wasn't it Blue no, Point talk- who did Demon Souls? No, 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 I'm talking about the, oh, the original, original. Demon Souls. Okay, uh, I'm looking it up right now. Well, yeah, the From Software did that originally because they also yeah. then moved on to Dark Souls. Right, yeah. and because Demon Souls was exclusive, and then uh, From Software came out with Dark Souls, so it can go multi-platform. It's basically the same game, just different name, right? Yes. Uh, okay, yeah, it's uh, it's only giving me the PlayStation Five version of it. I'm not gonna deep dive into this. Uh, yeah, I think Sony having uh, a piece of the pie is uh, definitely a good thing. Um, so, I, 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 I really don't have an opinion either way on this uh, because, like I said, I'm not too much into the whole. Uh, from software catalog, but yeah, Sony having a piece of the pie, I think is a good thing. Yeah, it's a smart. If it's a smart financial investment, then hey, I don't, I don't care what games they make. If they're gonna make you money. Then go ahead. I mean, the, the real topic is, I suppose, is Tencent, isn't it? I mean, from Sony, yes, it makes sense, and I mean, ten, ten, there's a lot of controversy surrounding the Tencent acquisitions, especially given um, the Chinese government's restrictions on you know gaming and uh you know the the, the, the government puts restrictions on the amount of time that play, uh, people can game don't they as far as i'm aware from reading reports and um that, that they put, they put restrictions on people for a lot of shit yeah well that's what i mean and so yeah tencent probably arguably one of the if not china's largest company or one of them certainly um so they must be forgetting, you know, I don't know what their opinion is, because if they're investing so much money into games, especially the way that games are going now with live services, and um, so, you know, wanting people to spend more and more time on games, how is that going to 
you know, certainly within their own market, they're not going to be making any money there, are they? I suppose that's probably why they're investing out, of, you know, in the West, Western companies now, isn't it? That's the, going to be their loophole, loophole, isn't it, to make making money? Probably why they're investing so much because obviously at home they're not going to be able to make anywhere near as much because of the government. Sorry, I had to step away. I had a phone call from Sweet Bummy Uh so I didn't hear what you said, Gareth. Uh, either one, of you guys want to respond because I don't know what Gareth said. Um, I mean, no, not really. I mean, it's. I guess that. I don't know how. I you know I mentioned earlier that it kind of it makes more sense for Tencent to buy from software, but I don't know if Sony being a Japanese-based company. And from software being a Japanese company, if that makes a difference, because I've always heard that, or what I've read, especially in the wake of all these acquisitions, is that a Japanese company would rather sell to another Japanese company rather than, say, sell to Microsoft. Um, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but is Tencent from China? Yes, yeah. it's a Chinese company. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I... So, I don't know... Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of political I, I, things, you know, isn't there, surrounding well, Tencent? Ch China and Japan politically are not at, not friends. So I don't know. When it comes to business, I mean, like, China, China still does trade with Taiwan. Ukraine and Russia still do trade. So, I mean, there are certain aspects of the economies that don't always match up, especially when it comes to the political side of things. But I don't know. With with the, the, the tight control that the Chinese government has over its, you know, the – um, the People's Republic of China. I don't really know how, as as a game company coming from the outside or you know based elsewhere, I don't know how attractive it is to you know. Yeah, there's a lot of money and tons of people who play games there, but how attractive that is um, to deal with when it comes you know when you're a platform holder or you're a game maker and, and having to deal with all those restrictions. Mm. All right, uh, all right. So at this point, we're going to close out the show. Uh, going to do a little housekeeping here. One, uh, if you guys can, uh, we do have a Patreon. We released a, a Patreon-exclusive episode on Open Night Live from Gamescom. If you guys are listening to the chat or you guys like to watch, listen to the show on Twitch or, you know, whatnot, uh, throughout the month of September, uh, all subscriptions are half price. So if you guys uh, want to support the show, you can do that at uh, half the price. Uh, we still get the full amount, so it's just cheaper for you guys. We still get the same amount of money. So if you guys could do that, uh, sign up on the Patreon. We get different levels. I'm readjusting them as we go. I'm trying to convince uh, Alex and Yield to uh, uh, pay for games for Patreons. Um, I also know that, uh, Alex, you were put up last week. And I'm kind of putting you on the spot again here to uh, play Skyrim. Uh, do we have a final answer on that yet? Well, honestly, uh, Joe sent me a good idea. and He's like, just play Skyrim on the Switch, and you have to worry about the trophies. So... That could be so. Do we want to talk about this? Because you, you, I, I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot right now. No, but I mean, like, us playing games for Patreon, and I had kind of like we, you and I had talked about preliminary stuff, and I and I don't know what you yield talked about because yield you had talked to yield and asked him this, and I understand the benefit to the show and bringing in money through Patreon this way, but to me, it's like. You know, if you're depending on how much you're asked people to pay for this, right? And Gareth, you know, is somebody who's part of the community, so he, I mean, if he, do, you know, puts any money to any patrons, he can certainly, you know, as someone who would pay money in 
if you wanted to can can comment as well and give us a different side of the, of the quarter but having people pay to see us play games i don't know like i don't necessarily like the idea of having people choose the games that i play like suggestions are fine but choosing the games that i play it's like i have a trophy list that's kind of curated to my taste and the games that i like and i don't necessarily one like giving other people control over that but also like my time like you have people patrons who are saying oh hey play this game all right now play this game if they pick certain games like skyrim or something like that how much of my time is that going to take up and am i essentially then instead of playing games that I would choose first, am I then just playing games that other people pick because we have a Patreon? And I'm not seriously so sure that I want to do that. And I know, Tricky, you uh, have your own reasons for the Patreon and why you want to bring in extra money. But for me, like, without having concrete rules right now, it's like, I don't want to essentially spend all my time gaming as, like, a part-time job because of the Patreon where I don't actually play what I want to play. I'm playing what other people want to watch me play because they're their favorite games. Uh, well, Dupes kind of agrees with you saying you're not a jukebox. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I mean, you basically said the same thing. And, uh, you know, I'll let Yield speak in a second uh, if, he, if he wants to speak on this. But I, when I proposed this to both Alex and Yield, um, I set down the hard rule that you guys would not cross the line and play spam games. Like, people cannot pay for you guys to play spam games. It has to be legit games. That, you know, because you guys are both pr- very proud of your, your trophy list and, you know, what you guys play and, you know, whatnot. But the way I looked at it, and again, I'll, you know, I'll let you'll speak in a second, was, like, I am a big component of, of trying to get Alex to play the Spider-Man games. I'm a big component to get Yield to play God of War. And I know that either one of them, you know, they're not totally against it, but it's not something that they're going to turn around and say, okay, yeah, I'm going to do it this next. And that's kind of what Alex was just saying. Like, he doesn't want to be forced to play Spider-Man. And Yield, uh, I don't want to speak for you, but you're pretty much on the same boat, right? Yeah, I'm pretty much on the same boat. I mean, I know it works for some people, but it's just... just that That's just not my thing. Alright. Uh, so, again, it's an ongoing conversation. You know, uh, you know, a little behind the curtains... The, the website costs are going up, and, you know, it's it's getting a little expensive. So, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to really push the, the Patreon and push the, you know, the Twitch pages and whatnot and get, you know, Alex, to his credit, you know, he, he's starting to open up more in streaming. Yield, I don't think we're ever going to get that unless it's Rocket League Thursday and we're getting clips from him. Which, on that uh, subject, I – the last game from the, the Calbone collection that I will have left to get the Platinum Trophy will be the SNES version of Turtles in Time, which is the definitive version of Turtles in Time because it has more levels, more bosses. It's just a better game overall. Uh, I plan to stream that. Hopefully, it depends on when I beat the last Game Boy game that I got to beat, but I hope to do it sometime uh, mon- between Monday and Thursday, between Monday and Wednesday this week. I want to do it. Um, I want to give people a heads up so they can plan and watch if they want to, because I think that's one of the biggest issues with our Twitch is that we kind of just randomly pop on there and people don't have enough of a heads up. And like, you know, scheduling isn't always the easiest thing, but I would like to get down to a point where I'm like scheduling days and hours so that people know when to come watch. But uh, the next game, I, I do want to stream Turtles in Time to finish out the Platinum Trophy. It's kind of a capper and to that. Dupes is saying in the chat, uh, people are dicks, though. You'd be playing spider infested games forever. And, you know, he's not wrong. <laughs> but 
you know, if you're, if you're donating to the site and you want to see me shit my pants playing spider games, you know, I guess that's what I'm opening myself up to. But, uh, all right. So at this point, we're going to close out the show. Uh, oh, one, uh, before I forget, also there's uh, merchandise. Um, I'm going to get a link and I'm going to put it in the Facebook group. If you guys want to buy Proven Gamer shirts, hats, mouse pads, blankets, uh, if you see, if you know something that you want, uh, we're, I'll put it up there. I know Yield has long wanted a, a, a good hat, but uh, our uh, our supplier doesn't make the type of hats because uh, Yield, you want like a fitted hat, right? Yeah, like a flex fit hat, yeah. Yeah, and that's just not offered. But if you guys uh, want to help out the site, you can also buy our merchandise. I know uh, Rick has bought a couple uh, pieces. I know Daryl's bought a couple pieces. Uh, so I want to thank you for them. Uh, so, yeah. All involved. Uh, if you guys can support the show, we'd love to. Uh, like, you know, I, I to- totally being honest with you guys, costs are going up and it's getting a little expensive. And uh, any way I can help pay those costs, you know, obviously we could do that. Uh, oh, oh, real I quick, t- I'll, I'll give I'll give people an answer as far as Skyrim goes. Um, I don't. I'm not going to play it right now uh, because, like I said, I don't want to. I, I essentially want to play what I want to play, and I'm going to kind of go back and. Um, kind of clean up my trophy list and just kind of you know play play again play some things that I because I, I I've been playing Ghost of Tsushima going to Iki Island and playing some of the DLC so right now I want to focus on all that stuff kind of want to want to play if we do decide to do a Patreon then sure I'll I'll put uh, Skyrim on the list I'm not saying never to Skyrim but right now I just I don't want to commit to that so I'm not gonna play it right now so give give people an answer because I told them I would and. and- uh, Nitro just brought up something in the chat. Says, so we can actually get tricky to finally plat Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, if we do open it up to where you guys can pay to play, make us play a game, uh, we're not opening it up to say that you're paying to make us plat a game. It's just to play the game. Because if you know, if somebody paid me to play Alan Wake, which somebody did, um, I, I don't want to say like I, I have to struggle through this game to get the platinum. You know, I'll, I'll play the game because you guys feel like that's a game I should play. Um, which I did, um, and thank you for the people that donated. Uh, I twerp you to the person that didn't pay up. I'm not going to mention any names. Uh, but with that being said, let's close out the show. Let's do some shout-outs. Yield, we'll start with you, sir. Uh, Shout-out to Gareth for being on tonight. Shout-out to Alex and Tricky for recording as well. Shout-out to uh, everyone who everyone who's hanging out in the Twitch chat. Shout-out to... Uh, Nitro, Homer, and Riley for teaming up for some Zombie Army 4. We're making our way through the campaign together, so that's some fun stuff. And as always, shout out to all the pimps in the mountains of the Hordom for listening, downloading, hanging out with us, playing games with us, that sort of thing. Thank you. Uh, Gareth, your shout out, sir. Um, shout out to Tricky, Alex, and Yield for having me on. It's been great, and I really appreciate um doing it a little bit earlier than you normally would and accommodating me um, so I can go to bed at a reasonable time. Um, a shout out to the community as well. Um, keep looking at the uh, Facebook page, the both obviously the um, Trophy Wars one, but also the Trophy Looting one. So keep using that if there's anything you want to boost. Um, it's been good to see the activity on there. Um, so yeah, so keep, keep doing what you're doing. All right. 
Uh, Alex, your shout-outs. Uh, wouldn't give a shout-out to the community, first and foremost. The fuel to the fire of this trophy horse. Fantastic people like Gareth. I uh, want to thank you guys for always pushing us onward and upward. And, Gareth, I don't want to put you on the spot uh, or anybody else, but, again, I put it in the trophy looting group. If anyone can help me with the game Awesome Knots, I would greatly appreciate it. Um, if not, that's totally fine. But it's just like a, a, a quick play online with people. And you don't even have to win the game. You just got to play online with people. And uh, unfortunately, it's a trophy that I've sat on for a while. And uh, just kind of like, well, I can't do this right now. I'll come back to it later. And it's been years and years and, and haven't gotten to it. So um, no big deal. But if we can clean it up, I would definitely appreciate that. Um, uh, give a shout out to Tricky and to Yield for recording tonight. Uh, give a shout out to Sid for a fantastic, another fantastic, but in this case, especially tubular edition of Sophie's Trophies as well as Konami and Digital Clips. The Calabon Collection is awesome, not just the games included in there, but also everything, the fanfare and the the, the uh, fan service thrown into the Turtles Lair. And, you know, even with the games, don't sleep on the Game Boy games because the Game Boy games are actually better than the, uh, than, you know, the original game on the NES. And so the, the Game Boy games right there, I'd say that they play, it's very odd to play a Game Boy game on a, on a, a PS5 on a modern-day television but somehow it works uh, and I've, I've enjoyed them and they're actually surprisingly full games so uh don't sleep on the smaller games in the cowbunk collection and uh, last but not least i want to give a shout out to my awesome loving girlfriend ash awesome and loving girlfriend ashley who has a birthday coming up on tuesday she actually shares a birthday with my mom so uh september 6th happy birthday to ashley i love you honey and happy birthday to my mom as well all right, and I want to give a shout-out to all the listeners. Shout-out to everybody in the Twitch chat. Thank you very much for joining and coming in and joining the conversation. Appreciate that. Shout-out to Sweet Mama D, who started high school. Again, making me feel old. She needs to stop growing up. But, you know, that's what kids do. Shout-out to all the Too listeners. Too bad their fathers can't grow up. <laughs> really yield you had to encourage that. That was kind of funny. Shout out to everybody, and if there's nothing else, until next week, happy trophy hunting. Peace! Cheers. Later. Bye. The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash evenphilippines.